Hey, this is Alifia. And it's Edgar. And welcome to the Minority Report. This week, we talk about InfoWars, Beyonce, mm. and animated television shows. Stay tuned. <laughs> So, Trump, Trump, let's move quickly through this so that it can be over with. <laughs> Trump, Trump uh, has had quite the last, like, two weeks, for I sure. I mean, um, so Trump recently went off on a couple of Twitter tangents. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Trump-gents? I don't know. We'll think of something clever for that. Yeah. Um, the first one was... Seemingly out of nowhere, Trump decided to go after LeBron James and Don Lemon for their interview, like um, such... where LeBron was talking about his <laughs> I Promise school. Like what? Like how evil can you fucking be? It like... was it was like the most <laughs> random thing. And my favorite part about that was people were just like, "Oh yeah, let's compare." I promise to Trump University, and they started hashtagging oh it. Be back. Jesus Christ! Yes, yes. Even Don Lemon, he—I forgot what his, his was like. Yeah, LeBron puts kids in schools, and Trump puts kids in cages. Hashtag be, be best. best. <laughs> <laughs> fucking terrible. Yeah, Trump went off, uh, and it's uh, one thing that's so odd is that. Uh, for the longest time until he got elected, Trump was a huge LeBron fan. And there's like a lot of evidence of Trump like supporting LeBron. He was like one of the few voice, like major voices supporting LeBron when he went over to Miami that first time. All this sort of crazy stuff. And people, what was so funny was people were bringing up these old tweets as receipts. Like, and my favorite one, it was like a bunch of tweets uh, collected like screenshots and uh, and the guy put, tweeting it uh, 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 the way he captioned it was uh, dear Stan why are you writing <laughs> which is just so fantastic if anyone knows that uh, well the whole world knows uh, that song but anyways um, yeah this was uh, kind of crazy how do you how do you feel about this because the kind of the cool thing was the reaction that it brought from everybody because everybody like it, it, oh yeah, everyone. Everyone, even, including his own team. I was team. gonna say, even yeah, his team, his wife, his wife <laughs> who doesn't seem like the biggest fan of him anyway. <laughs> no, no, she but, does not. No, she does not. We were but, discussing before we recorded. We're we like, were. what? What is going on in Melania's world? Like, we need to know. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, like literally, everyone's like, Trump, shut the fuck up. But yeah, that's just like a quick. Trump being Trump. I think the bigger Twitter Trump story. Yeah, the, the more uh, uh, consequential is one. That Trump tweeted about the infamous Russian Trump Tower meeting, um, trying to defend Don Jr., but yeah. not really doing it well. No, in a weird he, way, throwing him under the bus. Throwing him under the bus in a way that like did not feel intentional. Basically, Trump was like, Trump's been saying this entire time, I didn't know about the Trump right, Tower right. meeting. And now he goes on Twitter and is just like, what Don did wasn't illegal. Like, collecting intel on... <laughs> yeah. <laughs> collecting intel on, on opponents opponent. is not illegal. Um, which... Even though he had no idea about it. Which, by the way... So he claims. It is illegal. But <laughs> like, it just is. It's... Yeah, it's... Collecting... 
Using a foreign government? Using a foreign national. Jesus Christ, dude. Getting intel from a foreign national, definitely illegal. Definitely, definitely illegal. Yeah. This is is consequential. It's super consequential, but like, it's just, it makes me sad because I'm just like, I think you're just like, I just don't think he realizes or maybe he does and he's playing like this weird game well, but i don't know well the the sort of the thing that i was reading up on um and i don't know if this is actually his strategy because again uh i, I question this guy's moves because i don't think they're all always fully thought out but uh, a lot of people were saying the reasoning behind this the idea of throwing donald trump jr under the bus and sort of claiming he had nothing to do with it is so in case that Mueller or whoever decides to pursue this, um, all of it falls on Don Jr. And what Donald Trump can do is easily pardon his son. Um, and he can just use the excuse of he is a political newbie. He had no idea what he's doing. He's a good man. I will pardon him. And he, you know, has the full force to do that. This uh, is like some tyrannical leadership right, where right. it's just like, I'm going to save myself. Right. And throw my flesh and blood right. under the bus right. to save right. my skin. Right, right. And you know, and, and the other thing we haven't even really talked about is he's fully admitting what that meeting was for. A meeting that Donald Trump Jr. lied to the government about. Yeah, what, under, what happened oh, to uh, what happened the to adoptions. the Russian orphans? Yeah. What, what, what yeah. happened? What that? happened there? What happened? And it, it, Donald Trump, the president, is confirming this, and uh, that's a bad move because now it can be used against him. How um, much of this investigation do you think is just folders and folders of tweets? Dude, they got a whole fucking wing dedicated to the tweets, dude, because it's insane. There's, uh, like, a room full of binders. Right, full of, Instead right, of binders right. of women, it's binders of tweets. Yes. <laughs> I think, you know, I, it's got to be that the Trump sort of, uh, the Trump administration thinking behind this, or at least Trump's thinking behind this, is that the Republican Congress is not going to do anything anyway. Um, so he's forced against the, you know, his back's against the wall and he's forced to, um, admit some things, but it doesn't necessarily matter because nobody's going to do anything about them as long as Republicans remain in power. Of course, special counsel Mueller, uh, uh, can do some things, figure some things out. Um, yeah, but I, I I mean, when your back's against the wall, you kind of hope that you can, you know, just coast by and that's why he's saying things like it's not illegal i feel like someone could give republicans a neon sign and in you know like ironclad proof that yeah donald trump fucking made out with putin and rigged the election and this was all like right all planned and they'd be like well that doesn't seem so bad (laughs) Right. I mean, you, did you hear the reports earlier? I'm not saying that uh, lawmakers are like this, but I wouldn't be surprised if they are. But there were uh, at least two people at this like most recent Trump rally that were wearing T-shirts that said, I would rather be a Russian than a Democrat. And that just sort of sums up the mentality behind a lot of Donald Trump's supporters. The the vile hatred towards Democrats. Democrats are, to them, Democrats are 
just as evil as uh, the forces uh, of evil around the globe. You know what I mean? Like to them, they are the devil and it is outrageous. It's insane. They would rather uh, uh, warm up with neo-Nazis, with Russians, with everyone who's against American interests at heart uh, than side with their own people. And that just shows how rotten uh, the relationship uh, uh, in the divide between people is in the country, and it's it's fucking sad. Now, I'm not saying this is everybody. It was just two people at this rally. But that there are people out there thinking like this is totally disheartening, and that is why Donald Trump feels so emboldened to literally tweet out a confession <laughs> saying that, yeah, we colluded, but it's not illegal. We would do it. You would do it. Uh, Hillary is actually Everybody the one Everybody does it. Yeah. And it's Hillary, a political strategy. And the craziest thing now is that they're saying Hillary was the one colluding with Russia. So let's go after Hillary. It's like, what? Like, what is going on here? Leave Hil- Guys, Trump, you, Hillary Trump lost. Been, it's over. Who gives a fuck about Hillary Clinton anymore? Trump has literally been sucking Putin's dick and then wants to <laughs> oh, turn shit. around oh, fuck. Yeah. and be like, well, I think... Hillary like grazed his arm, so we should it's, be looking at that. <laughs> yeah, it's fucking it. It's fucking terrible. But this tweet, uh, you know, let's not spend too much time on it right now. But this tweet will matter. Um, how it will matter, or if it will be ignored, remains to be seen. Uh, but this is sort of one let's of those. Circle big, back in two weeks. Yes, yeah, this is one of those big things that um, will really, really uh, uh, bring home to us what our country has become hopefully fingers crossed we do the right thing all right speaking of our divides yes yes speaking and and doing the right thing but uh (laughs) uh, under some some circumstances uh yeah let's move on let's talk about probably the biggest story uh early this week which is Infowars uh, and Alex Jones has been removed from uh the majority of the tech giants uh so Late Sunday night, Apple removed the podcast, the InfoWars podcast, and Alex Jones podcast from their podcast platform. Uh, there are reports that Stitcher did this earlier after receiving complaints on Twitter. Uh, but Apple, of course, is a giant company. They are probably it's the number one podcast platform. Like iTunes is where, or the podcast app on Apple is where the majority of podcast listeners listen to. Uh, their podcast. So removing it from that platform is a huge, huge deal. And what it did was emboldened other tech giants to follow suit. Facebook soon followed suit, although put a pin on Facebook because their relationship with Alex Jones and uh, uh, the alt-right is fraught. Murky. Yeah, it's fraught, and and we'll get into it. Uh, But then Spotify and YouTube also followed suit. This is um, really, really fantastic news, really great news. The reasoning behind this, at least from Apple's point of view, is that Alex Jones was spreading hate speech, and it is not allowable on their platform. And it should be noted, these tech giants are private companies. They're their own corporations that can make their own rules on their platform. So it's... We're going to get into the ideas of freedom of speech, uh, but if a company doesn't want to run your podcast, it doesn't have to run your podcast. It brings up issues of censorship, which we will discuss too. Uh, but yeah, this is a huge story and a huge discussion topic, so we figured uh, let, let's let's spend some time on this and let's talk about it. Uh, but before we move on, just initial thoughts on, um, well, really, the, these tech companies, especially 
Apple taking this move because they hadn't before and they seemed very hesitant, especially Facebook, um, to do something like this. Why is it happening now? Any thoughts and feelings? Um, A, about time. Yeah. B, they were probably afraid to do it because of... Because the fact that they didn't want to get wrapped up in the whole censorship. Like, at the end of the day, they are private companies and they rely on their user base. So anything that could harm public opinion of them is probably not a great thing. Right. Um, Especially, you know, as we talked about earlier, Facebook and their sort of fraught relationship with everyone right now. (laughs) Uh, (laughs) Like, literally, no one likes them. Yeah. Um... But yeah, InfoWars, it has always been this like weird conspiracy theory yeah. hotbed. Yeah. It does, like, it, by my estimation, does spout hate speech. Alec Jones, I think we talked about Alex Jones in another episode. Yeah, where he in was our like, alt right, the rise of the alt right yeah, YouTube. Where like he was losing, like, he was getting divorced and losing custody of his children, and then his lawyer was like, but he's a character. Like Stephen Colbert. <laughs> yeah. Well, oh, and you know what? Uh, maybe we should sort of give a baseline for those uh, few oh, people who yeah. who don't know who that Alex Jones is good... and what Infowars is. By the way, I envy you. I am very, oh very jealous of so, you. So Alex Jones is a conservative. Well, he's a right wing cons- conspiracy nut. Right wing conspiracy. He's like alt right, like. Hardcore, yes, all like right. very, very right, and he has this pretty popular show mm-hmm. called Infowars, right, where right. he literally just yells conspiracy theories into a microphone. He like yells. It's really interesting. <laughs> it's kind of funny to see clips of him sometimes because he'll get like so red. Right, 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 right. He's very passionate. <laughs> He's a man. Very, passionate very passionate dude man. who yells a lot. Right, right. Um, He's and- very anti uh, progressive. Very anti democrat Yeah, um, and like he, like to the but it's conspiracy theory to the point of like, oh, Hillary Clinton is an alien. Like right. that sort right. of conspiracy right. theory, right. and that's like an actual thing that he actually stuff. said on his actual show. It's uh, it's off the deep end stuff. But what's so um, particularly um, interesting about Infowars is how it's sort of been legitimized by a lot of people, uh, including Donald Trump, who, when he was running for president, appeared on the show. Um, much to Alex Jones' fanfare and his fans' fanfare, um, very eerie, eerie moment when that happened, and it sort of lended this credence to it. But not only that, the Trump administration has since, like, they provided Infowars with credentials. They're at press briefings. Infowars has become, unfortunately, has become a sort of legitimized, uh, quote unquote, news institution. Thanks, forty-five. It, and that has really been really damning because it has propelled the popularity of Infowars. And as you know, Fox News becomes increasingly, increasingly um, alt-right, it's sort of wetting the appetite for this type of content. And it's sort of like Infowars is off the deep end. They take it that extra mile. And those people who want that 
can find it and they could find it everywhere because like we mentioned before facebook facebook had a very interesting relationship with alex jones and infowars they refused to remove this stuff because they were concerned about issues of censorship mm. um but this becomes very interesting because who is to say a, like a conspiracy theory that has no basis on fact you know is correct you know who gets to decide that that is all right to post on there we talk about fake news we talk about these uh, uh, uh russian incursions in our uh digital political system and we have it at home with Infowars, and it's like what what are we doing here and not only that uh one thing we you know didn't really talk about it's filled with hate speech it's not just these conspiracies it is filled with hatred for minorities uh uh for literally anyone who does not align with the all right and they will turn they will turn on anybody if they're not aligned with um alex jones and his way of thinking so you know apple said after many many complaints they have removed uh alex jones and infowars from the platform but interestingly enough it only raise the downloads of the InfoWars app, which is still, still uh, on iTunes. Which is still on the iTunes app store. Although to, it's a little bit different because you have to take an actual action to get it and you have to um you I mean you don't have to, but you sort of need to read what you're you need to know what you're doing before you it's not as easy as just clicking download of a podcast, you know. It's it's yeah. a much more um, It's like more actionable. You're not just gonna download right. any old app. Right. On right. your phone. Right. For the most part, you know, sometimes. Yeah. So, um, you know, I guess, you know, we were we were talking earlier and you were saying, you know, there are some people out there who feel that these tech giants have taken a step too far, that they are censoring these voices. We may not agree with these voices, but they are censoring these voices. Um, I would personally argue that these voices are not meant to be heard because it is not about protecting free speech it's not about censorship when it is absolutely false and not only is it absolutely false it is hate speech it is meant to hurt um and that's not correct that's just not right that's my personal opinion i don't know about you olivia i mean here's the thing those calling specifically on freedom of speech freedom of speech only protects you from the government not shutting you up not from private companies kicking exactly. you off their platform exactly so they can do whatever they want it's a right. private company right. as far as censorship goes like i guess if you wanted to make that argument you could but i just don't consider it censorship when a it's hate speech and like if it's a violent ideology that has a through line to violent actions which i feel like Infowars definitely well it does pizza gate charlottesville these are all like Like, consequences from stuff from Infowars. like alex jones is the dude who said that the kids from sandy hook were crisis actors yes the the literal children who were shot were crisis actors like it this is hateful harmful speech that has a violent through line that you can see very clearly leads to violent action and I just don't feel like those people deserve to be heard. Uh, yes, I, absolutely. <laughs> I, I'm with you. And it's and it's dangerous. Like, yeah, if if your censorship is a weird line, but if you're literally endangering parts of society, 
then that's fuck where, you. You don't deserve, like. That's where the line gets it's drawn. It's not censorship anymore. That's where the line gets drawn. No, 100%, I agree with you. And I think companies like Apple saw this and were like, okay, enough is enough. This is where we draw the line, especially as these episodes were coming out. We're becoming increasingly, increasingly much more hateful. Um, but, and, and, you know, I, I, I get the argument of censorship in a way because, say it wasn't Alex Jones. Say it was um, uh, Fox News. Maybe Fox News isn't the greatest example, but whatever. Uh, it, you know, Fox, or the Wall Street Journal. Let's say the Wall Street Journal. This might be a little bit better example. The Wall Street Journal has a right-leaning tint to them. Um, and say they posted a story and it was taken down by Apple or Facebook or whatever. Um, then the ideas of censorship do come up in a very interesting way, in a nuanced way where we have to address them. But here, I feel like it is not a murky situation at all. I think it is very clear-cut. This is hate speech and hate speech is illegal and it is not protected um and, and it's very hard to convince some people who are you know infowars fanatics who are infowars devotees of this because what they feel is so real to them and that is what's driving them and that's the scary part that's you know freedom of speech doesn't mean there are no consequences Exactly. Exactly. And I think and, literally and yeah, if your if your freedom of speech causes you to spout out things that have intent to harm, then guess what? That shit gets revoked. Right. right. <laughs> I, I I mean, it, it's just, you know, um at the end of the day, like you said, Apple gets to decide what's on their platform. Private you companies. You said I mean, we had to, you know, we had to sign that user agreement when we uploaded this podcast. We know what we're getting into. We get that little e on our podcast because we say bad words and we have to keep our speech to a certain uh, uh, standard. Which, by the way, there aren't a lot of rules. You can with podcasts, you can do pretty much anything. Podcasts, which, is, podcasts are literally like the wild, wild fucking west. Yes, which, by the way, should let you like give you a glimpse of the shit going down in Infowars, where Apple had to be like, "Whoa, okay, hold on, hold on, hold on, we're gonna have to put a stop to this. Like, it does not fit our user agreement." Like that lets you know how fucking intense and horrible this is. But like I was saying to a lot of these listeners of Infowars, to them, this is real. They are in this real sort of life or death situation where they're losing their country. I'm not saying to feel bad for them. I do feel some sympathy for them uh, for their because they're ignorant of their ignorance. But uh, that's what makes this so difficult to uh, um, address to them. But you know what? It had to happen, and it's the correct move. And it's a little sad that it happened so late especially after events like Charlottesville have already happened. But it's better um, now than never. Um, and and I, I don't know. I, I know people are upset, but sorry. It just is what it is. And if you really, really want to seek out that content, go download that app, I guess. you know. I, I wish that app wasn't on there, but what can you do? Um, I don't know. That's It's just terrible stuff. How... I mean, I'm sure the Venn diagram of people who would listen to this podcast and yeah, listen yeah, to InfoWars very, very fucking is split. very, very small. Yeah. We, may, we may have some hate listeners who listen Ooh, to it just to hate on us. Maybe. Yeah. 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 It, it's, 
you know, we're, we're podcasters ourselves, and, and this is something that, you know, is top of mind for us. And we think about the, the things that we say and the things that we do, and we are very true to ourselves. And not everyone will not agree with everything that we have to say and the way that we feel. This is just our voice. But we know the power of voice and the power of these statements, and we know that um, – you have to be measured in the way you speak and the way you talk. Um, I'm sure I have some even more radical ideas that I would never share on the podcast, <laughs> but we're going to uh, get there. <laughs> um, but you know, it, when it, when you cross that line, when you start talking about violence, when you start spewing hatred, it's done, it's over. You do not deserve to have uh, your voice on a mainstream a uh, 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 service like you just don't i'm not saying you can't ever but that's you you you're on the app whoever wants to seek you out can seek you out but you're not going to be on the main playing field because you're you're not playing by the rules you're literally not playing by the rules um and it is what it is and it's so funny that these people who are like freedom of speech blah 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 uh they don't actually see that they're breaking the rules. You know what I mean? Like they're such rule followers. Why can't they follow this simple rule? Uh, don't use fucking hate speech. You know, that's, that's really, that's really it for this. Yeah. To sum it up. Fuck you, Alex Jones. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Good I mean, riddance. I mean, for sure. Alex Jones is human garbage. Like, let's not get it twisted. Alex Jones <laughs> is human garbage. And this is a amazing, amazing move. Good riddance. Yeah. Um, moving on. Yes. Moving let's, on. Let's talk about some good things this week, Edgar. Yeah, let's do it. Let's do it. Um, okay, Olivia. Tell me something good. I've got two tell me something good. Oh, shit. This oh, week. oh, fuck. Okay, okay. Usually, I am very underprepared. And uh-huh. today, I was also very underprepared. But you're compensating with two. So I'm compensating okay. with two. Okay. Edgar, help me scour these stories. Okay. My first story is about a animal Ooh. called the swift animals. fox. Ooh, the swift fox. Yes. So this fox was previously thought to be extinct. Oh, shit. This is what the story was? That's what the story was, dude. Oh, fuck, dude. I thought something totally different. Nah, the swift fox was previously thought to be extinct, but scientists and researchers have found a den of about 100 foxes. 100? In Alberta, Canada. Wow. Wow. They were just hanging out. They're hard to spot. They're nocturnal. They're okay. fast. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Thus the, the name. swift fox. The swift fox. That's, They're super cute. That's fucking awesome. But yeah, yeah. Everyone look up a picture. They're adorbs. They're alive. That's it's a cra- happening. That's a crazy story. They're I thought, coming back from the brink of extinction. Yeah, I thought the story was that like their numbers were growing and they were up. Like, but I didn't realize that like people they they were extinct for people and then they found them and they're like, whoa, what the hell? That's oh, amazing. Wait, never mind. That's an amazing story. I lied. Oh, okay. Okay. <laughs> they were once considered extinct. Okay. People started uh, spotting them. Yeah, people started. Uh, Breeding them in zoos in the seventies. Oh, that's. I, but now there are a hundred foxes. I'll say this in Alberta, Canada. I'll say this about zoos: they're totally, totally depressing to be at a zoo. Um, but they do things like this, which is good, you know, um, preserving uh, uh, 
these animals but it's also so sad when you go to a zoo and you see like a cage especially like a super smart animal like an elephant you're like ooh, heartbroken <laughs> you know uh but yeah this is awesome great great story i always love it's always because you always hear what's the like crazy stat it's like you know a, a certain amount of uh species go extinct every hour on the globe like that is how terrible things are stop um, using straws <laughs> yes yeah, seriously stop using straws but it's good it's good that unless you like need to use a straw yeah for medical reasons other than that don't use straws shame on you what are i was you know what i was thinking about the other day what are uh if you can get away with not using a straw don't use a straw what are like boba tea or like bubble tea places gonna do oh fuck metal because i mean metal straws the straw i mean but metal straws are expensive i mean yeah but they ain't just gonna be giving out metal straws Save, I, you have to return them save the planet you have to return what you get the drink to go they're gonna have to figure this out i'm i'm proposing biodegradable straws paper straws maybe maybe we'll I'm, see there are solutions we'll see we'll see my heart goes out to all your boba tea places i'm sorry but your straws they will are, figure it out your straws are killing turtles so shame on you i'm joking, I'm joking. <laughs> Um, All right, what's your second story? My second story is just something that gave me the giggles. Yeah, this is they were uh, there were these two retirees Mm -hmm. in a home Mm -hmm. in Germany Mm -hmm. who escaped Mm -hmm. and went to a heavy heavy metal festival. (laughs) That's so fucking awesome. (laughs) Aging metalheads. Yeah, that's just fucking awesome. Yeah, (laughs) it just like made me uh, chuckle. It sounds like a movie, man. It sounds like. Yeah, I could totally see the movie, like, these two old guys, and they're at this nursing home having the, like, worst time, and they're like, okay, we're going to go fucking relive our glory for one night. Isn't there that really old movie, or not, maybe not really old, but recent movie about the guy who just, like, keeps escaping from I don't know. a nursing home? I don't know, but that that sounds awesome. But this, this story is but totally yeah, sweet. it gave me the chuckle. It was like, yeah. oh, where should we go when we've escaped? Yeah. The heavy metal festival down the street. It's sweet. It's sweet. I, it's cool. I, I, I like it. I, 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 my heart goes out to them. Because, you know, you always, you know, nursing homes just don't seem like a, like the greatest. Uh, no offense to nursing home people out there, you know. Uh, <laughs> I'm totally digging a hole here. But it just doesn't, like, they don't typically seem like um, the funnest places. So, you know, get letting them have this moment, I think, is great. So. Good for them. Good for them. Wonderful story. But yeah, that's it for me. Edgar, okay. tell me something good. Okay, this week, um, I'm going to be talking about, um, well, <laughs> who, okay, Olivia, pop quiz, right quick. Who's like um, one of my top five favorite artists ever? Paul McCartney okay whatever okay yes true beyonce i was going beyonce. For, yes beyonce so beyonce's been i, mean, I knew the answer yes. i was just fucking with you beyonce's <laughs> been in the news uh lately if anyone knows anything about me they know i Queen. am obsessed with beyonce perfect beyonce uh, uh everywhere goddess um, Yes, I have a B- I have a Beyonce bookmark. That's how much I'm into uh, Beyonce. Shout out to Stanley for giving me that wonderful gift. Anyways, uh, moving on. So Beyonce has been in the news recently uh, for doing something really actually fucking fantastic. Uh, she selected the first black photographer 
um, in Vogue's entire history, over 100 years, it's like 125 or something crazy like that, years, uh, to shoot the cover. Uh, and his name is Tyler Mitchell, and he's a 23-year-old uh, guy. Makes me uh, feel so unaccomplished. Who um, started out, uh, no, never compare yourself to anybody else. Aww. Uh, who started? Uh, you're you're a rock star in, in my book. <laughs> who started? Hey, <laughs> who start, he, uh, <laughs> friendship. Uh, no, so you know th- this story is huge, it, it, and the reason it blew. Like when I heard the story, I did not believe it. I was like, this can't be real. How is it possible that no black photographer had shot the cover in so like so many years? And it's first of all, Vogue racist. And we've had so many, like, amazing black people on the cover of Vogue, like, throughout throughout time. I'm literally like, you couldn't, there wasn't one. And you know what's also so, and it's so insane, is that Vogue, primarily a woman's magazine, um, most of the photographers shooting the cover have been old white males. Like, almost 90% of... Uh, and of course, that speaks to uh, a lot of different issues, especially in the photography industry. But it still blows my mind how Vogue, which is seen as this uh, one of the premier magazines, it's like Condé Nast premier magazine. You have um, uh, Anne Wintour as the editor. Um, like it's the the magazine. Like that is the iconic I, magazine. I, I just don't understand how. It's it's a wild story. But shout outs to Tyler Mitchell. And Beyonce for making this work. Um, although I, I will clear up that um, Beyonce didn't hand select him like it had been previously reported. Um, he, uh, he was offered up to her, and she said absolutely yes. Which it's still it's still an amazing story, still wonderful. Um, but yeah, that it just blew my mind that it had been this long um, since, or it just no since ever. Um, but it's just. It's just wonderful. And also, shout out to Beyonce, who did her first sort of, not really an interview, because it was sort of like a point of view type deal in the magazine. And she talks about her pregnancy with the twins and all the trouble she was going through. Um, And she also talks about how she's put on this weight and she doesn't feel like she needs to lose it. And um, I don't know if you've seen the sort of like running memes or gags lately about her on, on the run. Uh, on the run to tour uh, with her husband, uh, Jay-Z. But a lot of people have been sort of poking fun at her weight at the tour because she had not... How dare. She's not like, you know, the figure that she typically normally is or whatever. But she was like... Beyonce is perfect. (laughs) No matter what she looks like. (laughs) But she was like, you know what? I I just had two kids and I have a little weight and I don't feel like losing it. This is just who I am. And that's just fucking awesome. So uh, just a lot of good news all around there. Love, love, love that story. Um, And more Beyonce all the time because we rarely, rarely get her. Um, But maybe that's what makes it so special. So never mind. I take it back. Anyways, (laughs) (laughs) moving on. Uh, All right. So let's uh, wrap up the episode. Kind of a shorter one this week. But we have some recommendations. It's been a while. Uh, since we've recommended things, uh, so Alifia, you first. What? Oh, I thought you were gonna. Go first. Oh, oh, okay. Never mind. Never mind. Uh, uh, <laughs> Edgar, go, go, yes, go. yes, yes. Uh, let, let let me go first. Okay, so <laughs> I I will go first. Uh, so typically for our recommend segment, we recommend a TV show, a piece of music, a movie, or whatever. It could be anything 
this week, um, I've decided to recommend uh, my new favorite animated series. Uh, so, uh, if you... <laughs> Again, if you know anything about me, you know I'm obsessed with uh, animated series, especially <laughs> uh, one by the name of Steven Universe. Oh, um, <laughs> Steven Universe started our friendship, you guys. It did. It did. It did. Uh, true story. True story. True story. True story. I love Steven Universe. Uh, but, uh, you know, Steven Universe has a reputation for taking a long long breaks and long hiatuses and i'm sometimes i'm like yo i want to watch something what am i gonna do uh and i remember the day actually we were sort of browsing around and looking up uh, uh things and i was like i remember people talking about this particular show uh looks kind of interesting let me check it out uh that show turned out to be star versus the forces of evil this is a disney xd show and really cool about this show, it is the only show in Disney's... Man, so many firsts this episode. It's the only show in Disney's long history that has a female showrunner, female creator of a series. That's wild, especially because Disney's so fucking old, and they are one of the, they're one of the premier houses for animation. Wait. did you say... Oh... First animated show. Yeah. That makes more sense. Yeah. <laughs> I thought you were saying the first show ever, and I was like, I distinctly remember Lizzie McGuire having a female show running. Shout out, shout out to Gordo, Lizzie McGuire fans. <laughs> Woo! Uh, anyways, uh, yeah, so Star versus the Forces of Evil is this TV show heavily, heavily influenced by uh, Japanese culture and Japanese anime, uh, in particularly. Uh, in particular, Sailor Moon and Dragon Ball Z. I need to start watching this show. <laughs> Which sounds like the wildest, weirdest... I uh, need it! ...combination, but it totally works. And it uh, stars these two characters. Uh, Star, of course, she is a princess from this magical land, Muni. And she comes to stay in Earth as a sort of exchange student to uh, complete her magic training. Um, and the uh, her best friend and, and the person she sort of stays with and, and his family is Marco Diaz, uh, who is this young uh, sort of karate uh, aficionado. And it's just about all their sort of crazy adventures and their um, relationship. And it is just, you know, I, I love Steven Universe. I love Adventure Time. I love these animated uh, uh, shows that work on these levels where they work for kids, but they also work for adults. And this show in particular, when I first started seeing it, I was like, oh, no. Like, especially the pilot, I was like, this is, like, distinctly a kid's show. And I don't know. If I'm like, I'm this, like, grown-ass man. I don't know <laughs> if I can be watching this. But I stuck through it, and it won me over. This show is so completely sweet and adorable but it's also like especially even more so than uh steven universe it's not afraid to be a little more adult again it is on disney xd which is sort of the teenager yep. uh, 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 uh sort of off branch of the disney channel so they're not afraid to talk about uh romance they're not afraid to talk about death or heavy topics and the show covers all of it but it's it's jam-packed with action which is awesome i love that uh, but it's also super, super sweet. Um, and for all those uh, people who love watching shows and shipping people, lots of romance in this show. <laughs> so there's like ship wars, like people like arguing over who they're shipping. It's a crazy thing. The fandom for uh, Star versus the Forces of Evil is kind of insane. I've been going through Reddit and I'm like, this is kind of a scary place, actually. <laughs> 
it's still very small, but it's growing. It's not like Steven Universe level. Uh, but yeah, so there's three seasons uh, on now. I highly, highly recommend it. If you love Sailor Moon, uh, you will love this. Um, and did you grow up? You watch. You grew up yeah. watching Sailor Moon, right? Fuck yeah, I grew up watching Sailor Moon. Love it, love it. Uh, so yeah, I had to recommend it. I did. It's so crazy because when I like heard of the show and I saw like the you know the, the art and, and everything about it, I was like, I don't think this is gonna be for me. Uh, but I really, really think you should give it a try. Get past that art style, which. Uh, I love now, but when I first started, I was like, ooh, this isn't like necessarily my type of deal. Um, love it, love it. Uh, very similar to uh, Gravity Falls, too, by the way. So if you are a Gravity Falls fan, I need to start watching that too. check it out. Love, love. Yeah, Star versus the Forces of Evil. Everybody, check it out. Love it. All right, Olivia. All right. What do you recommend? recommendations i think i have two actually now that i'm thinking about it the first one i am also a big fan of all things animated Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. i love it i'm into it um this actually i watched maybe like a month ago and it's very short but it's very very good it's called flying witch it is a japanese (laughs) anime series it was a manga before and now it's you know they have an anime it's on crunchyroll so get you the those free <laughs> get your crunchyroll subscription get your crunchyroll subscription on um and it's about a young witch who moves to the countryside uh with some relatives she's in high school she moves to the countryside to train for a year um the magic is usually like Magical elements are usually more potent in the countryside, so that's where she goes. These shows are kind of similar. Interesting. Yeah. Okay, okay. So that's where she goes for training, and it's it's very much like this magical realism slice of life. It's not so wacky or dramatic or out there. Um, it just kind of follows this girl and her family and them doing normal stuff. Like, sometimes magic happens, but it's never super-duper extreme. Um, a very like evenly paced, slow sort of show. Yeah, it's very nice. Um, it just feels so like nice and slice of lifey, and then it's just like, oh wait, there are magical elements. I like that. Um, it's a very good show. I showed Edgar probably one of the more insane clips. It was wild, y'all. From, it was insane from the show, but that's like about as wild as it gets. Okay, okay. Um, definitely interesting. Definitely interesting. And like, it's actually the clip that got me into watching the show because i saw it on the internet one day and i was like i have to find out what this show is and then i watched it and i was like oh i'm very pleasantly surprised this is actually really great um and i'm a really big fan of sort of more slower paced like slice of life animation um just animated series i feel like Mm -hmm. it's a nice Mm -hmm. you know like this is just kind of what every day is but it's animated not surprised since you are a huge Terrace House fan. I love. <laughs> um, so that's my recommendation number one. Recommendation number two is actually a series I finished over the weekend, but it's been airing for a while. All ten episodes are now up on HBO. Um, Wyatt Snacks series, Problem Areas, where oh, yeah, he you talks about, about policing yeah, yeah. in America. Okay. Um, and these shows are about an hour long, and each week he explores another faction of policing or other problems that people or other solutions that people are proposing and 
He talks to former police and current police and activists. Um, like, there is literally a large segment in a show where he talks about the sort of police brutality and police killings against Native American people, which often gets overshadowed. Um, he talks about policing within communities and like officers coming to live in the communities that they police for a few years he talks about restorative justice where if a victim chooses like the perpetrator of the crime has to like sit one-on-one with them and hear about the crime and then both of them together work on a plan Mm. for a reduced sentence it's a very interesting very um nuanced look at the problem definitely from like a radical liberal lens but it it was a show that i feel like is necessary it's a black man talking about police brutality in america and talking about it in a way that like never ignores the fact that police brutality is a thing Mm -hmm. that's happening right it doesn't you know it's not it's not ignoring the fact that there is a systematic problem, but faces it head on and is like, all right, what are people doing about it right now? That's that's interesting um, to think about because we, we talk about it, but it's, you know, it's it, to have people sit down to to write things out. That's that's fascinating. That's interesting. It's also uh, it's good to see why it's an act doing yeah. working. Um, it's really good. Fan. And if you like why it's an act's humor, which is like just more dry yeah, and dry. like just very monotone he's great he's hilarious (laughs) yeah that's awesome well cool definitely need to check that out um all righty um actually before we wrap up i realized i never gave um the creator of star's (laughs) name uh even though we shouted her out so big shout out to uh darren nefsey which by the way amazing name what a wonderful wonderful name uh so shout out to her and that amazing show and also shout out I didn't mention this earlier, but that uh, Star versus the Forces of Evil is a show that handles Mexican culture uh, very, very well in an animated series in a way that I hadn't really seen before. It's treated with so much respect and just as equal as the American culture presented in the show. So I really, really love that. Um, all right. Awesome. Well, that has been our episode for the week. Um, as always, you can listen to us everywhere that you listen to podcasts um we have not been removed for hate speech yet yet <laughs> yet we'll there's see. still time yeah there is still time we'll see <laughs> but anyways uh yeah it, let us know how we're doing because it really really means a lot to us and we'll talk to you next week bye, bye.